Welcome to Minerva's Creative Conversations, a podcast where I dig deeper into the personal journeys and professional careers of influential and successful women and how their stories can inspire others to achieve success. I'm your host, Minerva Salas, and today my special guest is Dr. Diana Medina, a board-certified family physician. Dr. Medina is currently an active member of the Texas Medical Association and Harris County Medical Society. Dr. Benita believes that everyone should have access to affordable, transparent, high quality medical care. She is well equipped to treat her patients with years of experience and the empathy they deserve. Dr. Medina, welcome to the show. Hi Minerva, thank you so much for having me. You are a medical doctor that specializes in bioidentical hormones that are used in hormone therapy as a method for restoring and balancing hormone levels. Can you explain what are bioidentical hormones? Absolutely. Bioidentical hormones are hormones that are structurally identical to the one your own body produces. In my clinic, we use BioT pellets, and these are derived from soy and yam plants. Um, they're about the size of a small um, rice grain, and they go um, implanted underneath your skin. The pellets last approximately three to four months in women, and in men, about five to six months. The dose is dependent, um, it's individualized. So it's dependent on how low your levels are and how, how much a person weighs. I see. So it does last for quite a time, quite some time. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Now studies have demonstrated that optimized hormones are necessary for good health. How can hormone therapy aid in balancing your hormones, thus improving your health? Okay, so hormones are chemical messengers in your body. So when they're properly balanced and they're functioning well, um, you are gonna feel much better. You're gonna feel more energized. You're gonna feel younger. And just to give you a few benefits of what bioidentical hormones can do, uh, one of them is you will feel um, much with a lot of vitality and a lot of energy. It helps regulate your weight because as your hormone levels drop, um, for instance, your thyroid hormones or your testosterone levels, your body's more inclined to hang onto fat and thereby develops less muscle. Um, another benefit is that it helps with cognition. It has been proven to improve cognition in both men and women. And although a lot of men are a little embarrassed to talk about this, um, and understandably so, it does help with symptoms of erectile dysfunction. Um, optimizing your hormones also improve your um, libido and can, can also aid in the relief of anxiety and depression. As a matter of fact, a lot of patients that are on pellets and taking antiolytics or antidepressives, little by little, I'm able to wean them off these medications. It can help with bone density. Men or women who lack uh, testosterone and estrogen respectively may also suffer bone loss and testosterone helps with that skeletal muscle mass. Something very cool that I have here in the clinic is that I have a machine called the in-body composition machine. And I, I, I do um, 
uh, an analysis before they start the therapy. And then also um, when they're about to pellet a second time. And what we can see is that even though their weight increases about five pounds, that's due to that testosterone. And there, there's gonna be an increase in that skeletal muscle mass. It has also been proven that in men, testosterone um, reduces cholesterol, reduces visceral fat. It helps with insulin resistance, and it also helps in the reduction of developing coronary artery disease. So it seems that it really balances out many things in your overall body. I think people don't realize they, they think, oh, I have a headache or I have anxiety. They may think it's something else, but they're not realizing it could be a hormonal imbalance. Right. Something else that I forgot to mention is that one of the typical symptoms that women tell me that they that they feel um, top two are the hot flashes and night sweats. So nobody likes to feel like they're walking through a hot desert, right? And they wake up in the middle of the night because they don't know what to do with themselves. So um, optimizing the hormones, they will feel a, a very good sense of relief. Um, another benefit that I forgot to mention is also how your skin looks. You have um, a younger, a healthier looking skin as well. Okay. So you had mentioned um, hot flashes and night sweats. What are some other sim signs or symptoms of a hormonal imbalance? A lot of these symptoms, signs and symptoms kind of... Um, interlap with each other. But for instance, if you have low testosterone, you can have low energy, uh, low libido, poor memory, again, low muscle tone or loss of lean tissue. You can have insomnia, uh, weight gain, especially in the belly. You can have vaginal dryness for women. You can have the development of breast tissue in men. If you have a deficiency of um, thyroid hormone, you can have weight gain, mood swings, anxiety, insomnia, constipation. You can feel cold all the time, fatigue, um, low or non-existent libido. If you have low estradiol, you can feel like you're foggy brained, uh, vaginal dryness. And because of the vaginal dryness, you can have pain with intercourse. You can have loss of bone density, thinning skin, especially in face associated also with um, loss of elasticity and sagging skin. And also keep in mind that as we age from the age of 18 and above, we lose about 1% of collagen in our skin. So imagine the loss of that collagen in your skin. And on top of that, you have low hormones. It's a lot. It's a lot. It, it is a lot. So if you add those two factors, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see a difference. So um, the whole point is to restore those levels to an optimal level for you. Something that I've learned is to treat the patient and their symptoms and not so much a number. And I can give you an example. I had one of my first patients was a 52 year old male and his testosterone level was considered normal because normal ranges anywhere from 300 to about 900 or so. And I think his number was like 330. He went to his doctor, his doctor told him, you know, your testosterone is fine, see you later. Well, it turns out that this man told his physician, but I'm not having any erections. I can't penetrate my wife because I'm so flaccid. And as a matter of fact, I haven't had any intercourse with her in about five years. This is a beautiful woman. I love my wife and this is not normal. So then he found me and he told me the story. We did his lab work and sure enough, it was in the 330s. And his words were, I don't get morning wood. I miss that. So even though he's quote unquote normal, 
the fact that he doesn't have an erection, doesn't have a good quality of life, and um, just didn't feel good about not having intimacy with his wife, I decided to, no, we need to pellet you. So I did pellet him. I got him optimized. And this man feels wonderful. As a matter of fact, him and his wife both come get pelleted and they are, they're just so happy. That's wonderful. Now, if someone is experiencing uh, any of those symptoms, can they be a candidate for hormone replacement therapy? So if anyone is listening and experiencing any of these symptoms, if they're in the area, call and we can set up a consultation. We can discuss your symptoms in detail and have your labs drawn. I want you to age well and live happy, right? Um, if you're not in the area, I would tell you to go to the BioT website and that website is biotmedical.com and find a provider near you and then set up an appointment. Okay. What are the leading causes of a hormonal imbalance in women? Okay. That's a good question. And there are many for women. The first one I would say is aging, because as a woman ages, just physiologically, your hormones start to decline and the decline in these hormones was responsible for the common symptoms that women experience, like the hot flashes, the weight gain, the issue sleeping, right? Mm -hmm. Another thing is women that over-exercise. So even though exercise is something that's very good for you and it has lots of positive benefits, including cardiovascular benefits, too much uh, vigorous exercise can cause a reduction of estrogen. And the whole point of our organism is to be in homeostasis, is to be in balance, okay? So right. you don't want too much of something and too little of something else. Correct. Similarly, if you have poor dietary habits, so if you have a lot of processed foods or have a, a diet that is very high in uh, caloric intake or high in lots of carbs, this will cause your cortisol levels to go to increase and um, thereby this will influence the amount of progesterone and therefore it's gonna influence the levels of um, estrogen in your body. Another reason would be a hysterectomy. Um, a hysterectomy, of course, will put you in um, surgical menopause and that would definitely cause a hormonal imbalance. Um, studies have shown in that if you have early menopause, whether it's physiological or surgical, um, you have an associated risk of developing coronary artery disease. So I would encourage you, if you're having any of these symptoms, to please call a physician or a clinician near you to get all these hormones at the level they should be. Something else that a lot of people don't um, think about is the xenoestrogens. And basically, these are chemicals that are found in everyday items, for instance, um, certain foods like cereals, sausages, hot dogs, certain products made up of plastics, um, certain cosmetics. And what these things are is that they're called endocrine disruptors because they literally disrupt the endocrine system. They can increase or decrease the production of hormones. They can um, compete with the essential nutrients in your body. They can bind to other hormones. And so basically when these xenoestrogens build up in your body, um, it will lead to a level of um, estrogen dominance. And then that would cause an imbalance between estrogen and progesterone. So. When I was working for the first job after I got out of residency, I was there for five years and it's in the Channel View area of Houston. And I was very surprised to see how many people had cancer. 
and it was all ages. So it just wasn't specific to one age group. And I didn't understand why. Turns out that that area is known as the cancer belt because um, there's a lot of refineries in the area. There's a lot of factories. So, I mean, that would make sense because all these you know, environmental exposures and all these xenoestrogens will definitely disrupt your endocrine system, right? Right. It's like the movie, Erin um, Brockovich. Uh, Absolutely. Mini with Love showcases totally handcrafted products that are unique and made of natural materials with delightful designs that can beautifully complement a daytime or evening wardrobe for a special occasion. The Mini with Love handmade handbags are a must-have accessory for a professional, well-dressed woman who wants to feel special and unique. To learn more about these handmade products, visit miniwithlove.com. Does an imbalance of hormones cause skin problems, even if you are over 40? So it can cause an imbalance of skin problems because, so let, let's, let me give you a, a not so common thing that people think about, right? Let's say you have a decrease in estrogen. It'll cause you to have vaginal dryness and vaginal dryness will make you have painful intercourse. A lot of times women come to the clinic and they're like, I have a UTI. You run a, a urine analysis and the UTI is clean. So my next step is to do a pelvic exam and to see what's going on. And I check and the problem is that the lack of estrogen is causing them to have that pain. I was just thinking about with the lack of estrogen that would then cause a lot of the dryness of the skin yeah, it can cause, I mean, it can cause thinning of the skin, specifically of the face, and then it causes loss of elasticity. I don't know if that's what you were asking. Yeah, loss of elasticity, you know, because as women, we're, we're always conscious about, you know, our looks and our weight. And, and as we get older, it becomes more apparent. And I'm just thinking when you're having an in hormone, you know, hormonal imbalance, it's going to affect not just your weight, it's going to affect your skin. It's going to Right. So you can put all the fancy creams you want. You can get all the facials, but we got to get to the root of the problem. Okay. That's good. There, there can be a solution for that. Your medical services enhance the health and appearance of your patients and aid in the illumination of their life experiences. How do you define illuminating your life experience? So my goal for each patient is for them to live their life to their fullest, regardless of their circumstances they may find themselves in. So you will often hear me say in clinic, everything has a solution except for death. Right. And it really is true. It depends how you look at a particular situation. So I strongly believe that we did not meet by chance. Okay. And I consider it an honor and a privilege to take care and serve them, okay? And I want to be that shining ray of light in their life. And I want to be that person that helps them, um, you know, promoting wellness. I wanna be that person preventing diseases. I wanna be that person to help them understand their disease process and to just be there whenever they need me. How can controlling your hormones improve your mood and the ability to lose weight? Again, our organism likes to be in homeostasis. And so if we have too much of something in our body, we're going to have an effect. So if we're talking, if we have too much estrogen in our body, you're going to get 
in terms of weight, you're gonna get um, you're gonna gain weight in certain areas, specifically around the waist, your hips, and your thighs. By the same token, if you don't have enough progesterone, that can cause weight gain because remember, progesterone and estrogen kind of go hand in hand. Another, another hormone we should talk about is, this is testosterone. Testosterone helps build that skeletal muscle mass. And so if the levels are low, it'll lead to a loss of muscle mass, which can lead to weight gain since these muscle cells use more energy than fat cells, and then it would slow down your metabolism. So the power of these hormones is incredible. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> You have received um, excellent reviews from your patients. Uh, I'm going to read two quotes. Dr. Medina is very thorough with you and has a great personality. Dr. Medina is so professional and friendly. She really makes you feel comfortable. Now I'm hearing that your patients emphasize your unique personality and that you make them feel comfortable. Where does your compassion for your patients come from being a medical professional and is it natural for you to connect with people so i think i'm able to connect with with everyone i meet at some level let me give you an example um i had a long wait when i was moonlighting at urgent care about a month ago and then almost the entire staff was out with COVID, and i was dealing with um temporary staff from you know from from another company, from another agency that staffed at my urgent care. And so the wait was much longer than expected. And I go in and I see this gentleman and this guy's just there, his arms are crossed and he has this <laughs> interesting look in his face. And I introduce myself and he wants nothing to do with me. And so I see his shoes and we're wearing the same sneakers. And I go, hey, you got good taste in shoes. And then he looks at me and he goes, thanks. And I put out my, I, put out my leg and he sees them and he goes, you know, those are men's shoes. I go, yes, I have wide feet. And so that kind of broke the ice and we just started laughing. So I try to connect with everyone I meet at, you know, at somehow, some way, somehow, but usually that's an urgent, that happened at the urgent care setting. But so in my clinic, what I try to tell patients, because I have more time, I'm not in a rushed environment. Right. I just tell my patients that, you know, that my clinic is a non-judgment zone and we can discuss anything that they want to discuss freely, okay, without any fear of being judged. I really care about their outcome. I care about be them being compliant. My job is for them to feel comfortable with me so that they can express themselves fully and we can foster a relationship. As a matter of fact, today is, uh, today's what? Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, on Monday, I met a new patient who joined my direct primary care practice. And on his in like in his, on his patient intake, he didn't fill out anything, meaning that he didn't take any meds. He didn't take, he didn't have any medical conditions. Perfect. So I just started talking to him and he just turns out that I asked him open-ended questions. And he tells, I find out that he is taking testosterone from the black market. And instead of me just shaming him and going, oh, that's no good, blah, blah, blah. So I, you know, I just asked him, you know, what made you go that route? Because I mean, I, I want to know why, why he did that. Turns out he had lost his job in the middle of pandemic. 
and he did not have insurance to go for the consult and to get the lab drawn and things of that nature. And I told them, okay, I completely understand. But basically what I'm trying to say is that I try to understand where he was coming from. And when he saw that I was just listening to him and just letting him just speak, he just, he just opened up to me. And that's what I try to do. And that's a skill that I learned over time. Before I would just ask questions to the patient and just ask and ask and ask. And what I would find is I would lead the patients to tell me what I wanna hear instead of letting the patient speak to me and me putting all the puzzles together. You see what I'm saying? Right. So my, my interviewing skills changed from being very closed-ended questions to open-ended questions. So I would always, you know, I would acknowledge the patient, like nodding my head. I would make sure that my hands are not crossed or inside my pocket. I'd make sure that my legs are not crossed. I would always say, uh-huh. Um, and then I was told that uh-huh is a little annoying. So I changed to right, 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 you know? So just doing those little things, I saw the patients would open up. And if you were to hear the things that my patients tell me, I mean, I feel like it's a privilege to know these things. The only time I've broken the confidentiality is when I saw the patient was a threat to himself or to others. And that's happened maybe two times. You made it just an interesting point that you don't cross your hands, you don't cross your legs, your, your body language sends off a signal. So you're not just listening to them, you're opening up your body and, you, and you're telling them basically by doing that, I'm here to listen to you, I'm here to help you. So the person's right. gonna feel more connected, your patients are gonna feel more connected to you. Something else that I don't do is I have my laptop in there because I, you know, I take my vitals and everything. I put it to the side and I just listen to them. So I'm not typing as they, they speak to me, I just, listen to them. And then to make sure that I caught everything, I just, I usually say this. So what I hear you say is X, Y, Z, is that correct? And then they go, yes, but you forgot this. Okay. So I forgot that. So now did I get it? And then usually at that point they say, yep, you got it all. Or they add a little more. So, and then, like I said, little by little, I mean, it starts developing into a really nice relationship. And then they feel more and more comfortable coming over and telling me about all their other things. Um, we have to remember that we are biopsychosocial beings and that there's so many things that influence us, right? And so I, as a physician, have to take all of that into consideration to understand where they're coming from and their background. Good point, definitely good point. Uh, what advice can you give busy and professional women who may have high stress work on how and when to seek professional help for balancing their hormones. Okay, so busy women. Wow. Yes, busy women. <laughs> it's so easy to neglect yourself because I've done that myself. But self-care is also taking care of yourself. So, uh, excuse me, taking care of your health. That's what I meant to say. And listen to your body, okay? We don't have any... Um, we as clinicians, practitioners, we don't like, I can't reach out to you and tell you how you're feeling. It could only happen the other way around. If you're experiencing any of the symptoms that we have discussed so far, I would encourage you to not put it aside. Okay. And to call and to say, um, I am going through this symptom. Do you think it might be hormone? It could be hormonal. It could just be just the depression and anxiety it could just be that it may not be hormonal, but it could have other things 
deeper involved. And another story I have, because I have so many, um, (laughs) I ran into a patient at the urgent care that I was her physician for, I would say good four years. And so um, I saw her for one thing at the urgent care. She came to get tested for, to possibly do pellets. And she did her lab work with me at the clinic. And I would call her to come back and we can discuss things. Well, it turns out that in about a three month period, this this young lady, cause she was young, um, like mid to late thirties, she lost about 30 pounds unintentionally. So unintentional weight loss of 30 pounds in three months is definitely not a hormonal problem. It's not normal. And it turned out it, it was the malignancy. And so she's being worked out for malignancy and that's what everything is pointing out to be. So she thought that the reason she was feeling like this was, well, maybe it's my hormones. Maybe it's because I had a family member passed away. Maybe it's because I'm working too much. Maybe because I'm a full-time student. So, so many things. So please do not neglect your health is what I'm trying to tell you. If you're having any of these symptoms, just pick up the phone and call and please do not self-diagnose. A lot of these things can be, you know, can be addressed with the right professional, with the appropriate lab work. And my goal and our goal is for you to be healthy, for you to age well, for you to live better. And that's the goal here. Right. And we talked about the symptoms, the signs of a hormonal imbalance. And I think when someone starts to sense that they see those signs or symptoms showing up, don't wait till it's too late. And like you just emphasized, take care of your health, make your health a priority. Oh, yes, absolutely. And something else that I tell my patients is, especially as women, we wear so many hats, you know, and so, yeah, we take care of so many other things and we leave ourselves for last. Don't, don't do that, please. Because, you know, if you want to take care of your children and your elderly parents, and you want to be the big sibling, you're not going to be able to do that if you're not healthy. So take control of your health, take control of, you know, whatever ailments you may have and get to the bottom of it, you know, and, and again, everything has a solution except for death. Okay. And then if you're well, then you can take care of everything and everyone that you were doing before, but otherwise you wouldn't be able to. Very good points. Well, Dr. Medina, thank you for your time and invaluable advice on seeking professional help to balance your hormones, to improve your health. Thank you so much for having me. You take care and stay safe. Thank you. To learn more about Dr. Diana Medina's medical services, visit her website at luminoushealthandwellness.com. I am your host, Minerva Salas, and until our next show.